Welcome, YouTube creators, to the Tube Labs podcast, because you can't experiment enough or talk too much YouTube. Well, this week's guest is all about the snow dogs. Now, I think I have a snow dog. Well, maybe I just have a dog who loves snow. Maybe that's what it is. Um, but we have the expert when it comes to snow dogs, and that's Jessica Hatch. And we have the honor of having her because she's been around doing this YouTube thing for a while. So I really believe she has a lot of insight for us. So Jessica, welcome to Tube Labs. Hey, thanks for having me. <laughs> It's so good to have you. I've seen I've seen you around. Actually, I saw you on Daryl's live feed. Um, uh, what, he did twelve hours, and you took up a good. Were you there like an hour? Or yeah, so, more? yeah. It was. They told me they're like it'll be like twenty minutes to a half an hour, and a half an hour. And Daryl's like, do you want to stay on? And I'm yeah, sure. How do you say no to Daryl? <laughs> you, you don't. <laughs> you don't. <laughs> I'm like yeah, well I'll stay on. So yeah, we talked about his new book and yeah. answered questions for people. It was so fun. I've known Daryl a long time, so sure. it was. I was super excited to be able to do that with him. Yeah, absolutely. You, you did a great job. Thanks. So for those of you who have not run across your channel or channels, why don't you share a little <laughs> bit about? Yeah, I, I, I know, I know. Um, why don't you share a little bit about yourself and your journey? Yeah, so um, I have a lot of channels. Uh, my main channel is Gone to the Snow Dogs. That was our that was our first channel that kind of started us on this entire journey of social media. Started it eleven years ago. A um, couple years after starting Gone to the Snow Dogs, as it started to get bigger, we started Snow Dogs Vlogs. You know, back in the day when everybody had to have a vlog channel. Absolutely. That channel is still going. You know, Good. it's 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 it does it does well, and I I really enjoy it and have fun with it. Uh, a couple of years ago, we started a cooking channel called Snow Dogs Cooking. It's been through some changes, but that's actually getting revived for this year. I have a new format and strategy, and I, I really want to go forward with that channel this year. And uh, then we have a shorts channel, Snow Dogs Shorts. Yeah, I, um, I've heard a lot about your shorts channel. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? What, what's because obviously that's a newer channel because shorts yes, are newer. Yes, that's my that is my newest channel. So maybe share. We don't have to talk fully about shorts. But because that has been a big topic, but I, I would love to hear a little bit about your experience. Yeah. So when shorts came out, I was already creating on TikTok because on top of the fact that I do a lot on YouTube, I'm, I also create on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, LinkedIn, Snapchat, all the wow. places. Yeah. yeah. So I'm a, I'm a cross-platform creator. And when shorts came out, I was really interested to kind of see like, can I take what I do on TikTok and make it work on YouTube shorts? And uh, we decided after doing a little bit of research, again, Shorts was very new, that I was going to create a new channel for this instead okay. of taking the risk with my main channel. Right. And started a channel. I started uploading daily. First, I started with some, some back TikTok content. Then I started with newer content. And it's now grown to almost 80,000 followers in a matter of, what, two and a half months. And nice. I've been having a lot of fun with it. And actually... Yesterday, day before yesterday, I uploaded my first short to my main channel. I finally decided to just oh, okay. bite the bullet after talking with so many people. And I said, you know what? I'm going to test this on my main channel. It's a different strategy on my main channel. My short channel is a lot of kind of like insight and behind the scenes stuff that we do with the dogs, more like sure. moments in our lives where sure. what I'm doing on the main channel is going to be more structured and focused and entertaining yet educational and informational. How, how'd that first one go? Uh, so the first one I put up was more of like a, hey, what is this? It's a vertical video. What do you guys think of this? Okay. And I kind of explained to my audience what was coming and asked okay. their opinion because what I've learned with shorts is 
if you don't tell your audience, if you kind of don't explain it to your audience, and all of a sudden you go from a nice wide video to this vertical video, they can become very confused and agitated. Mm. So my first one was kind of a preview and insight and give us some feedback type of video. My audience overwhelmingly received it as a good thing. So my actual first series, I, I have 47 different shorts planned out already, which is insane. Planning, um, that's a good idea. <laughs> yeah, so I, I'm, I'm, I've planned out a whole bunch. I've already edited a couple. My first one will go up next week, Monday, in the, the newest series we're going to try. And we're going to try it. I told myself I wanted to do at least two months to okay. see how it goes over. And if it doesn't work there, I'll move them to the shorts channel. <laughs> Very good. So overall, you know, why don't you share a little bit about your experience on YouTube in general? Obviously, as you mentioned, you've been on YouTube for a long time. You've tried different things. Maybe share a little bit about what you have noticed works and what doesn't really work, because I have a feeling you've discovered both. <laughs> yeah, so I have been on the platform for 11 years, and I have seen every single change that YouTube has ever gone through, you know, from when, when video responses were a thing to when they got rid of that and people's channels just collapsed because of that. You had to learn how to redo everything. YouTube is a game and you're always, you're always, always chasing. It's like, what's the next thing? What's the next thing? Right. The biggest thing that I have found that works on YouTube, you know, and it, it sounds so cliche to say consistency, consistently be there for your viewers. Like sure. that is one of the most important things you can do. I think when it comes to consistency, you show your audience that they mean something to you. And I think that matters. Um, authenticity is another thing that I think is really big. And again, this doesn't go for all channels. I mean, there's faceless channels at work and things like that. But yeah. from my personal experience, consistency and authenticity have been something that have helped all of my channels work really well. I try to really let our audience into our lives mm -hmm. and know what's going on. And I think that has kind of helped us to not only grow, but sustain this growth and sustain all of what we do. And when we create new channels, our audience isn't just, you know, invested in our dogs, they're invested in us as a whole. And I think that when you can capture that, when you can, when you can get people to be interested in whatever you're doing, I think it can really benefit. And, you know, my biggest advice for that is let them in, let them know who you are. You know, sure. in the 11 years we've done this, we've lost three dogs and we've been filming. So we, yeah. our audience has gone through the loss of our first dog. You know, oh, we lost yeah. two dogs over the course of a year. And instead of like shutting them out when things were happening, I opened up to them. Here's what's going on. Was it hard? Yeah. Were the videos not as fun as our normal videos? Yeah. yeah. But I, they loved, they love our dogs just as much as we do. And I couldn't just shut them out of those moments and those situations. So I feel like we build this really strong bond with our audience because of that. And I think that, you know, like I said, consistency and authenticity, I think really, really can help when you're trying to grow a channel. Yeah, key word there, obviously, you said is bond. You you have a bond with your audience and with the audience being so, so important, um, you know, that that's just golden to when you when you can develop that kind of a bond. So that, that's great. And, you know, any advice for somebody who is trying to do that? You said, obviously, let them in, in, you know, your world. But is there anything else you can think of that, you know, you found that's been very helpful in the process of kind of developing that community and really having a relationship with that community? I think spending time responding to comments, 
spending time answering your audience's questions can really help show that you care, you know, and, you know, we're, we're a larger channel. I get so many comments a day. It's unreal. But even at that, I take 15 minutes every morning and I go through, you know, my different social media platforms and I try to just rapid fire respond to people whenever I can. Um, some days I do a little bit more. Unfortunately, some days I do a little bit less. But I want those people to know that we're there. I read, even if I can't respond, I read just about every comment we get. You know, like that's that's what I'm reading instead of the news. I'm like going through reading comments. And if if I have the time to do it at that moment, I'm like, quick, respond to this one, respond to this one. Or if I see something that's important. So I think that, you know, that is one way that, because you're opening that line of communication. Right. Um, I think that using like stories on YouTube, which I'm, I'm going to say this, I'm very new to using stories. I mm -hmm. didn't know it was such a powerful feature, but I have found that that is another way where you're kind of doing that more behind the scenes thing. Like it's not such a structured video and like, here's this professional video we've done. It's more like pick up your phone, film something you're doing, film a behind, like if you're, if you're making tech videos, film right. your behind the scenes after you've unboxed everything and your desk is a disaster and be like, <laughs> Hey guys, we just made a new new video. It's going to go up. We just wanted to show you what it looks like after and kind of give them that insight to the fact that you're you're just a person like anybody else. Your videos right. may look really super like polished and professional, but when you turn around and look at everything else, it's a mess. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Real life. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. You um so you mentioned the word planning. How, how do you go about planning your videos when you're thinking about the next video? One of the things we often say on the show is, you know, what's the next video? Well, think about what your audience, the people who watched your last video, what would they appreciate next? And, and so that's one way we approach it, but uh, how, how do you approach it? Is it, I would assume it's a similar kind of a philosophy, but you know, what, what's, what's your process? It is very similar. You know, I kind of try to study through my analytics what's working, what's not working. When I find that things we've been doing for a long time are no longer working, we slowly phase them out or we try to change the format. I used to do a series on my channel called Fan Friday, which I loved doing. I did 300 episodes on the series. It was every Friday. We would take questions from the audience. I loved doing it. But as time went on, people were less and less and less interested in it because sometimes I was answering the same questions over and over and over. So, mm. you know, we kind of like drop those things. So over time, you kind of learn to, to shift things around and change things. But when it comes to planning for me, I, I have a tendency to do a lot with holidays and the dog's birthdays, upcoming events, the seasons, you know, it's, it's mm. dogs. We have snow right now. So I'm right. doing more snow content. So my planning really boils down to more of like that tent pole marketing strategy. Sure. Christmas time is coming. How many Christmas themed videos can I come up with? Which mm. for some people, they don't like doing that because they feel like that's not super evergreen content, but my Christmas videos tend to at Christmas time, they do well, then they drop off. Then sure. at the end of the year, they do well. So they do kind of, you know, yeah. feed themselves and stuff like that. Um, but I do, like you said, I do a lot of looking at what is it that my audience is enjoying. And when I find a video that's doing really well, how can I recreate this and bring new life to it? Especially if it's an older video, like my, my top performing video is a watermelon treat video. People love right. my dog treat videos. So every year, usually, you know, probably twice a year, especially at summertime, I try to recreate something with watermelon because I know that that video performed so well. People really enjoyed it. It's, it's summer. You think of watermelon and you think of, you know, yeah. these frozen treats and things. And so I try to come up with a different 
variety or version of that treat just about every year to give to somebody. We've done watermelon ice cream, watermelon frozen treats. And that's just, you know, like I said, it's, it's one of those things we plan out every year. We know this is coming. We know we need to do this. You know, I got birthdays coming up in the next couple of weeks. I know I have to do that every year. I do like an Easter egg hunt video. I know that that's coming. So after doing this for so long, I kind of have an interesting structure yeah, to it. Yeah, you, you, you have a sense of what works on the channel and maybe, maybe expand on this idea a little bit because uh, I know it's important. Um, and I think a lot of creators have trouble with this is redoing the, the videos they've already done. And, and I know that's, that was a topic uh, even with Daryl the, the other day. It was because it is a, sometimes um, you think, okay, I did that. So why would I do it again? But you're, you're not only um, you know, redoing, you have a time of year, you know, it's the time which can feed into a lot of other elements as in expectations of the audience, as well as maybe the, the gremlins in the algorithm to decide when things are shown. So, you know, maybe expand on that and, and even a little of your experience. So when I first, you know, was told that you should be studying what's working and, you know, recreating the videos that are popular, I was just like every other creator out there. I already did that. In my mind, they already saw it. What you have to look at though, is you gain subscribers every single day. You have new people that have no idea who you are that find you somehow and they subscribe. They didn't see that video you did six months ago, a year ago, five years ago. They didn't see it. There's a good chance that's not where they came from. So I feel like when you're, when you can recreate, and I'm not saying like, if you have a video that's performing, you don't do the exact same video. You take the video, the format, the structure, the topic, and you recreate it. You reinvigorate that video for what's working today. You know, the editing is different. The styling is different. The music is different. And you're bringing it, you treat it just as if it's a new thing. And I think it is a very scary thing for creators because so many of us are just like, no, I already did that. I can't do this again. But you have to remember that there's new people every single day. And it's not just that, that video gets served outside of your core audience. So that video that performed well in the past, hopefully will perform well with your core audience. YouTube will see those signals. They'll say, oh, these people like this, let's show it to more people. Now you're reaching a, you know, a broader audience. It's a, it's a difficult thing to wrap your head around, but once you start doing it and you see the results, it's one of those things where you go, well, that makes so much sense. Why wasn't I, why didn't I think about that before? <laughs> right. Oh, absolutely. And I've, I've seen that in other types of social too, even, even blogs. Um, I have blog posts that certain times a year, you know, and it just seems to get bigger and bigger every year, just compounding on that. So that, that idea can certainly be taken across other socials. Have you noticed that on other socials or is it more so more prevalent on YouTube for you? No, I've definitely noticed it on other socials as well. You know, a lot of our like, you know, our our winter themed videos tend to do better in the winter than in the summer, which sure. makes sense. In the summertime, yeah. people don't want to watch snow. They want to see summer things. You know, we have um, pool videos that we do that have really taken off. Anytime we have our dogs swimming, swimming in the lake or swimming in the pool or playing in water or playing with sprinklers, as soon as summer hits, those videos start to grow again. So then we make a couple new ones, you know, today we're going to go to the river or today we're going to go camping. And, you know, I've had my dogs swimming in waterfalls and things like that. So like we recreate that in a new way, put it out there. These videos are performing. YouTube gets the signal that, Hey, this video is similar to these videos and they just put them all online and promote them. And I think once you can kind of figure that out, you can be fairly success- successful at what you do. It's just 
figuring out what's what's working. Right. No, yeah, that, that's part of it. And that involves looking and watching your analytics, obviously. So as we begin to wrap up, start, could you share, you know, if somebody came to you today and said, I want to start a YouTube channel, how am I going to be successful? How can you make me successful, Jess? What's the secret? What would you say to them? Uh, everybody always wants to know the secret. There Honestly, is a magical secret somewhere that all the big be. creators know and will not tell everybody. <laughs> and, you know, and I do, I get that question quite often, especially by friends who like aren't in the industry. They're like, well, how do I make my dog famous on the internet? Well, you know, realistically to do anything when it comes to YouTube, you have to, one, you have to have patience. You have to be willing to put in, put in the work. This is not something where you can just throw videos up and expect them to explode. There's so much more than that. You know, years ago, YouTube, that might've worked. Now YouTube, it doesn't. You know, you've got to make sure that you're, you're willing to build out a content strategy. I always tell people like, especially when they're first starting out, try to come out with 10 videos at when you launch, you have 10 videos ready. So you upload, you, they're pre-filmed, they're done. Yeah. Upload one a day for 10 days. Now you build your strategy, you know, okay, my goal after that is I'm going to upload one a week or one every other week. Basically what you're doing with those first 10 videos is you're feeding YouTube the information of what your channel's about. They're going to have all these data points to go, okay, the channel's about this. Then when you start uploading your weekly video or your biweekly videos, YouTube already knows what you are. So if you can come to the platform with about 10 videos already done, you're already ahead. And then it's your strategy, you know, sitting down, figuring it out. What can I commit to? Can I commit to one video a week? Can I get commit to one video every other week to start? It doesn't mean that in the future you won't be committing to more, but I think having that structure and that schedule and that strategy can really, really help when you're first starting out. And then my other big tip for people that are first starting out is find some accountability partners. Mm -hmm. Find some people in the space that are willing to, you know, you can talk to them. You can be like, you know, I'm going to miss a video. I need you to hold me accountable. I think that having accountability partners in this space is a huge thing. And there's a lot of YouTube groups out there where you can go in and that can be your accountability. Yep. I think those things really matter when you're, when you're first starting out and first trying to learn, have people watch your videos, have your friends and family, watch your unlisted videos and give you feedback and take that feedback. Don't be afraid to let people criticize what you do. I would rather have somebody tell me your video sucks and here's why than go, oh yeah, it was great. I don't wanna be surrounded by yes people. I wanna be surrounded by people that know that I'm trying to grow and are that have the guts to be honest with me. That, that means a lot to me. So it's, you know, finding all of these things and a lot of people are like, oh, what do I do and how do I do this? There's groups out there, get on Twitter, you know, Try to contact other small creators that are doing the same type of thing as you. People will talk to you. I respond to people all the time. People sure. will talk to you. You just have to put yourself out there. That, that's great advice. Very good advice. So Jessica Hatch, thank you so much for visiting. If somebody wants to, one, watch some of your fun with your <laughs> snow dog videos, where would they go? And if they want to uh, connect with you another way, what would be the best way to go about it? So if you want to watch our stuff, you can pretty much find us everywhere at Gone to the Snow Dogs. Like I said, YouTube is our main platform, but we're also on Facebook, Instagram, all of those places, TikTok. So there, you can find us all there. And uh, if you have questions, you want to reach out to me, Instagram is the best way to, to actually get a hold of me. <laughs> so you can DM me on Instagram, you know, and if you have questions, I can try to help. I can try to point you in the right directions, tell you some channels to follow, and, you know. 
I don't, I don't mind talking, talking YouTube and all those things. I seem to do it every day on clubhouse. That's another place you can find me, yeah. find me on clubhouse. My username is snow dogs, or you can just look at me up at Jessica Hatch. I'm in rooms all the time on there talking. So <laughs> awesome. Jess, thank you so much for visiting tube labs. Thanks. The tube labs podcast is hosted at the tube blog.com.